for 11 years in a row. Ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. Man, when I say we're going to throw the doors wide open, I mean we're going to throw the doors wide open just during break. We took phone calls from Northern California wanting to know who could remodel their house. (laughs) We're here for you, the Arizona homeowner. You can give us a ring by dialing 1-888-767-4348. Whatever it is having to do with your house, home, castle, or cabin, give us a ring. We'd love to put our 45 years of home building and remodeling experience to work for you at your crib Let's see what we can't do to help you out. We've always come to the broadcast with topics to get the conversation started, but you're welcome to join us with any question on any project that you might have. Today's topic that we're going to talk about in this particular hour, I still think we need to talk about sexing your zucchini. We didn't get to that last hour. (laughs) (laughs) Where, Where else could you go other than Rosie on the House Saturday morning? Our newsletter to Sorita, Arizona, talked about sexing your zucchini. Critical, critical information. <laughs> Give us a ring, one 767 We'll see what we can't do about putting our remodeling experience to work for you. We're talking about creating multi-use spaces at home for school and work. In our little remodeling company, Rosie Wright Remodeling, Ever since about 2012, 13, 14, the biggest thing we've been asked to do over and over and over again is, Rosie, come to my property and tell me what is going to be the most efficient economical way for me to turn this property into a multi-generational home, whether it's bringing mom or dad back home or kids moving back in, without question, that's been the number one request the last six or seven years. The last three or four months, it started changing. And our number one request right now is if I'm going to turn into a homeschooler, or I'm going to talk in, turn into a digital executive from my home, Come tell me what I can do with my house to make it more comfortable as a work environment or as a school environment. Absolutely our number one. So we've created an article today that you can get by going to our website, rosieonthehouse.com. Become a regular subscriber and it'll come to your email box every single Thursday. Creating purposeful space for working and schooling at home. Jennifer did a ton of homework on this particular article. Well, it was kind of close to home, really. (laughs) Hands-on homework. Yes, yes. So uh, most important thing to start to get that done is is to organize. So um, actually just went through that kind of with my mom. She's downsizing, so I was kind of in the midst of that organizing mindset and uh, talked to a friend, organizer, uh, Bridges, and she— uh, just always emphasizes that you start by 
she like she likes you to pull everything out. Okay, so if you're staying in the home and you want to, let's say you want to do a, you've decided where you want to put that room for the homeschooling or the school, or the or the work desk. So you look at that room. If it's a mess, go ahead and pull it all out, and then you decide you divide it into four categories. You're going to keep it. I don't think spouses should pull the other spouses' stuff out. <laughs> you want to argue there, on the air? There, there ought to be real strict guidelines about. I'll go through my stuff. You go through your stuff. All right. So you have the keep pile, and then you have the other three piles that will have to have action, like donate, recycle, or trash. So you get all that taken care of. You get all that out of the house. Donate it away. Take it away. Give it away. Whatever you're going to do with it. But everything you keep has to have a home. So that's kind of when, that's how you get started on setting up your space. you got to figure out where it's at, what you need to have. You know, are you working off of a laptop? Do you have a PC? Do you have a printer? All that kind of stuff. And then go from there. If you're going to reevaluate space usage, maximize your space by paring down your stuff. Yeah, it's really hard to work in a clutter environment. Um, some people have a higher tolerance than others, but especially if you've got kids at home, if you have all kinds of stuff in the room, it's going to be very distracting. The other thing that does is it kind of creates an anxiety level. If you have a lot of stuff in the way, you walk through that stuff and you think, oh, I have all this stuff to do. So it's distracting from the task at hand. So you want your work area to be very clean, very minimalist. And Romy's really good at that. He, he's always got his desk in order, and that keeps your mind from getting cluttered with all the other things you have to do. Well, I think my favorite experience in homeschooling all of our kids was, wasn't the time we spent in the schoolroom. It was all the time we spent on field trips. Yeah, that was Rosie's <laughs> contribution to our homeschools <laughs> was those field trips. That's the things the kids remember. Real-life experience. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. man. Uh, homeschool in this F-250 right here. Let's go. Bing! <laughs> well, the other thing that you did in our homeschool environment was you always included the kids with whatever you were doing. And... Uh, we have a uh, a listener, Matt Fritz Miller, and every weekend he's he emails us or he calls us. He has a great website, a little blog, um, and he includes his kids and everything. So he was talking about during this time of being home with the kids, just including them, teaching them real-life skills. You know, when you're really busy with school and stuff and activities, you don't have time to do the things that they're going to need later on, teach them how to manage their money or teach them how to use a, you know, change the oil in their car or, you know, teach them how to use tools, teach them how to do their own chores. You're not just running around picking up after them. You're teaching them as you go. So you were always really good about that, including the kids. I saw Remy was learning some chores the other day, too. Romy's a little guy uh, driving the Driving the tractor. Oh. <laughs> He's got some real-life skills going on there. Cut the yard. Save you some time. <laughs> Yeah, it won't, won't be any time before he's run, running that bush hog. <laughs> so, go ahead. I was just saying, uh, when you call in, you'll get an auto attendant. Just hit one to bypass that message, and it'll get into um, you'll get into the studio. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. Text questions four one one nine two three. Or if you need to send an email, you can send that to info at rosieonthehouse dot com. And on this topic of assessing and pulling out all of your possessions, it may sound overwhelming. Uh, and, and I was teasing Jennifer a little bit about, you know, I, I don't think she should go through my stuff and I don't think I should go through her stuff. Jennifer will go through a room like a hurricane. 
in two or three hours. I like to sit down in a chair and I go through one shelf a day. Or reorganize the books. Oh, this book got out of place and put it over here. And uh, when I read a book, I usually put a diary entry on the back page. So I get stuck reading that. And one of the things I thought was a little uh, fun in helping uh, my mother-in-law downsize recently is they would be doing the same thing. They would be going through the house and then they would hit one object that held a particular memory. And then you had to you had to relive that memory before you could decide what to do with it. It was great. Really, really great. So you don't want to do that in a hurry. So you should <laughs> not wait till it's time to move before you do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, your your mom was a neat freak at her house. I mean, when the realtor walked through it, he basically said, there's nothing we have to do this house. It's uh, Mimi and Harrison just kept it in perfect shape. Yeah. But even in that condition, y'all found some things to recycle. Still a lot of work, yeah. So you never know. I uh, Jennifer says we need to move. Been in our house 30 years. No telling what we're going to find. <laughs> oh, man. So Bridges is her name and, that is. and the name of her company. Mm-hmm. Get organized with Bridges. Yeah. They just did a great job. I, she sent us three gals. They charge per hour per girl. And, man, they just, it was really just, it would, it would have taken us a week. We got done in a day with my sister and myself. And we sat mom in a chair and we just kind of prayed her by these piles, you know, this, keep this, throw it, keep this, throw it. It's, it's an emotional thing, too, you know, going through your stuff and organizing. So it's quite the week, but very fulfilling afterwards. But don't don't take it on. That was kind of uh, a, a rush situation. Uh, so Jennifer and I have agreed we're going to start doing that at our house. But like I say, I'm going to do like one wall at a time and one wall at a time. Things, things that because everything has a memory for me. I mean, oh, I was with Romy when we did this. And, oh, I was with Romy when we did that. Oh, I can't get rid of this. <laughs> Maximizing space at your home. Creating multi-use space at home for school and work. We turned, we basically turned our garage into what we call, what, what is now to this day still called the school room. Big overflow living room off the kitchen where the carport was. Built a separate garage. And that, that worked really, really well, I thought. <laughs> that was before the days of mini splits, too, right? Yes, it was. Uh, yeah. Uh, how did you cool it off? Was it uh, uh, the EVAP coolers? And- no, no. No, we EVAP cooled the garage. but uh, That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we, we, we had central air put on, on the house, of course. Our house is a very, very, very fine house. Cats in the yard Life used to be so hard Now everything is easy Cause of you Come on in, y'all On the topic of creating purposeful space in your home For working and schooling at home We've talked first about organizing Let's think about what we have that needs to be donated, what needs to be kept, what needs to be discarded, what needs to be recycled. Pare down, create space. There are some bigger things you can do. We're going to talk about those in a couple weeks, you know, like adding a room like we did or um, taking down a wall and 
making extra room. Um, but today, today I just wanted to kind of talk about the easy things. And and so the way you make more room is you get rid of your stuff, all <laughs> your extra stuff. And then um, well, I think one thing that you maybe should spend a little money on is electrician. Uh, there's all kinds of things you can do to increase your space by just having him come in, uh, improve your space. Just have him come in and add some uh, electric right. bo- junction boxes, and those need to be in a stud, right? Yeah, and 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 you and you would re- want to require a permit for that work as well. Uh, very often, what we're doing is we're taking a 15 amp circuit that has a receptacle every eight feet or within every three feet of a door. And we're creating a duplex into a fourplex, uh, giving us more opportunities to do a direct plug instead of plugging in a zip strip that you then plug in a second zip strip that you then plug in a third zip strip. And now you're running eight appliances off one plug in the wall. We, we can clean all of that up. And in the multi-purposing of our spaces, an electrician could be an excellent call, not just to ensure your power requirements on receptacles, but how about in multi-purposing a room? You you probably are going to light a an office or a schoolroom much different than you would light a bedroom. Yeah, you have to have that's part of the process of deciding where you're going to set up is the lighting. Um, and you need to have light coming from the front of you. If you're sitting with your back too light, you're going to have shadows on your paper. So especially for, well, for everybody, but for kids, you want them to have things well lit so they're not straining. So, you know, assess where you're going to sit and make sure you have those plugs close by. Those bedrooms that you walk in that are lit by a ceiling fan, you then end up putting a desk against one wall. You turn the light on, you sit at your workstation, and your head is creating a shadow over your work service area a perfect opportunity to get up in that ceiling and throw a couple four inch uh led recess cans boom right above that work area and clean clean that that aspect of the work area up real well and you guys were talking about um you know the strips and sometimes you buy those strips and they say that they are surge protectors but they're really not we've talked about that recently you want to make sure you have a whole house surge protector put in we talked to Bob last week about that. It, you know, the ones that you plug, uh, you know, a strip that you plug a handful of electronics into, they're really only designed to take one good surge. A whole house surge protector is designed to go indefinitely and we're, and closes in nanoseconds. So it keeps the power coming into your home very even, very clean. And everything that's plugged into your electricity from, you know, your toaster to your air conditioning unit and your all your electronics never gets those surges that can uh, shorten the life of those electronics. And yeah, it was 250 bucks. Yeah. It was so cheap. I I mean, mean, the, the national electric code compliance, I think is considering making surge protection, a code requirement on every home. They should have, they should have done that years ago. Well, if you're working from home, you especially don't want to lose something you're working on. You know, your stuff is more at risk. Things that are at risk are more important. Yeah. So we had Bob Ross on last week and we talked about whole house surge protection. And once you get the number of receptacles and the type of lighting, and what are you plugging into that? Well, you're plugging in, you know, computers and entertainment equipment and big screen TVs, all fairly valuable pieces of equipment. 
and the whole house surge protection protects all of it, including your air conditioning compressors, your refrigerator and freezer compressors, your swimming pool motor, for 250 bucks. It's insane not to have whole house surge protection. I think he probably got a lot of calls this week because when that when we said that number, it kind of brought it all home. You know, it's like, wow, that is really cheap insurance for my stuff. Uh, you can't even buy a cheap, stupid TV for two hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> cheap, stupid TV. That's a copay. <laughs> two hundred and fifty bucks is a copay. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. Right. An- another way to kind of cut down on, on clutter in the in that arena would be to make sure that you have Wi-Fi in your home, so you're not tripping all over all kinds of cords. Cords are ugly, hard to manage, so the more Wi-Fi you can hook up to for your printer or your, your laptop or whatever, you'll be tripping over less cords. And make sure your Wi-Fi is secure, too, as well. Oh, good yeah. good thought. We, when, when we got Wi-Fi first at our home, someone pulled in our driveway, and, they, and the phone rang, and it was one of my subcontractors. And, and they said, Rosie, I'm in your driveway, and I'm on your Wi-Fi. Oh. He says, he says, you're a knucklehead. He, he, he said, do you want me to come in the house right now and, 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 and uh, put a, a barrier on this? I said, yeah, I guess you should. He said, everybody driving up and down the street can just get on your Wi-Fi. Well, don't take that lightly because right now they say the fraud is up so much with everybody on their computers. The, the crooks are just having a heyday. They're getting very creative on their phishing techniques on how to get you in. So do make sure everything you use is secure. It was one of our employees just this week were hit with hundreds of emails from uh, newsletters that he had supposedly subscribed to. And all they were trying to do was get him to hit one time unsubscribe. They, they just, he just needed to do it once. Thank goodness we had been through a, a uh, internet safety protocol measure uh, where he knew not to click on any of those. And a key to that, too, is have a strong password, not one, two, three password or anything like that. You know, come up with something very unique that no one would get. There you go. So, all things to help you stay protected at your home, your house, your cabin, or your castle. It's the kind of information we bring to you every Saturday morning right here at Rosie on the House. If you'd like to join the conversation, give us a ring, one 767 4348. That's one triple eight. Rosie for you. Oh man, what an honor to receive a phone call from Ford Motor Company and be asked to deliver 15,000 high quality FDA approved face shields to local care providers. That's the phone call the owner of Sanderson Ford recently took. They distributed $60,000 worth of personal protection equipment to Banner University Hospital, Phoenix Police Department, Military Assistance Mission, Thunderbird Senior Living, St. Joe's Hospital, Westgate Emergency Room, Scottsdale Surgery Center, and Merrill Gardens Nursing Home. Ford calls Sanderson Ford and says, we'd like you to take center stage in getting this done. What an honor and what another indication of Sanderson Ford's commitment to our community. Folks, if you're interested in buying a car, you're looking at new or used, get over to Sanderson Ford in Glendale, 51st Avenue, just south of Glendale, right on Maryland. You'll have a wonderful opportunity to meet some great people, tour 64 acres of 
product, beautiful, shining vehicles. There's lots of inventory. A couple of dealerships are a little low on inventory right now. Not Sanderson Ford. Get over, shop and buy at Sanderson Ford or online. You can shop from home, buy from home, and they'll deliver the car to you, completely new and disinfected. It just can't be beat. What can't be beat? Ford Motor Brand and then shopping at Sanderson Ford. Take it from Rosie. You'll never regret your next vehicle purchase being made at Sanderson Ford. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. We've had a few people call, text and call. Uh, when you hear that auto answer, just hit one that'll bypass and get you right into the studio. So it sounds like it's one of those auto attendants that you're just going to get stuck in this long uh, phone bank. But just it's just a disclaimer that we had to put on there. Hit number one that'll get you right past it and into the studio nine o'clock hour on the house hour talking about you know, working on your on our working space if uh, schooling from home or working from home is going to be more than just a temporary uh, change in your lifestyle getting prepared for that talked about moving things out of the house um, one of the things that you can do is I'm not a big fan of public storage I don't have anything against it, but me personally, I look at that, I'm like, why would I have something I can't have? Do you need that much stuff that you need to go put it somewhere that you don't uh, use? Apparently a lot of people do. Because they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, yeah. I, I just can't wrap my head around that. But um, instead of a storage, there's a lot of backyard sheds. Uh, we had a, a local manufacturer on here close to Christmas time. That's right. Last uh, last December, and just putting a, a shed in your backyard that's a one time expense that if you're going to be in the home five, ten, fifteen years, it's going to pay for itself over what you would have been spending on storage rental, and you can do a lot more. Uh, you know, they're extremely versatile, and you can actually design yours on the their website so you can see how much space and size you need and play with it and decide okay what are we going to move out of the house into the shed to make this additional room work or are we going to put a shed back there and run an evap cooler and that's going to be our little schoolhouse on the prairie exactly (laughs) (laughs) right next to your your seat is on the the lawnmower. That's your desk right there. <laughs> if it's a riding lawnmower, you know, sure. it's, it's a double function now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that uh, particular shed uh, manufacturer that we had on was Urban Design. Urban, urban, shed, ur- urban shed. Urban Shed Concepts. You can build the whole thing and design it on, on the website. Pick your colors, pick your windows, pick your uh, arrangement on, on Roof how type, it's laid out. All of that. Yeah. Put a little patio on the front of it. It's nice. So... I, I would like to encourage you to maybe consider some storage facilities for your e-commerce inventory that is currently sitting in my cabinet shop. Boy, those earth talon shovels, I mean, we're shipping those things all over the country. It's incredible the request we get for that thing. And we just, we had to just place another big order. And now they've made this new one that's a trench digging shovel. Yeah. Um, they're hard to ship, and I think that's why... You know, it, it's not hard in a box when you're doing a bulk, but one off at a time. Yeah. It's not an easy thing to ship, but we do it because uh, we get a lot of requests for it. And they, 
Our man, our man Lance figured out how to wrap a shovel and mail it. <laughs> We're mailing them all over. But that little trench digging shovel by Earth Talon right now is, I think, one of our hottest going little products on the e-commerce store. And you can find the e-commerce store at rosieonthehouse.com. Shall we get to Margaret? Okay. one 4348 That's one 888 for you. Good morning, Margaret. Hi, good morning. Um, I, Rosie, I talked to you before. The contractor you mentioned to me doesn't want to do the job. He thinks it's too small for him. Oh, okay. 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 So, so, but the trouble is I am really totally confused because I did have a water leak and I have some insurance claim. Okay. It seems to be the contractor come here, they want me to sign first, sign that to agree. I'm bound by them doing the job. Then they will, they will work with the insurance company first. But I said I have more things to do than just the insurance, right? So I said, I don't want to sign. I want to know what you're going to charge. But they will not do that. They said take too much time to deal with insurance. <laughs> I, yeah. So I just don't know what to do. And not only that, the original demo people agreed with me to waive my $1,000 deductible, right? But then when I talked to them about that, they said, no, that's if we do the restoration. So it seems to be I'm binded by hiring them to do the restoration. Otherwise, Margaret, um, have, yeah. uh, you've suffered this loss, water damage loss. You've contacted your homeowner's insurance company. And yes. have they sent an adjuster out to the property yet? No, they do the virtual thing. They've done it virtual. Have you gotten your assessment uh, claim yeah. value yet? Yeah. You do? Yeah, okay. I did. Okay. Yeah, I think it's too low. But they said they can get insurance to pay more because they would want me to, uh, the demo people destroy the button uh, of the yeah. cabinet, right? Yeah. And then he claimed I can match it. I went to Home Depot, Lowe's, and even contractors, they cannot match it. So they, I think they are willing now to to replace the cabinet, but you know, you know, they said they want to see a, a bit before they do anything. Yeah, they want to see a general contract, but general contract won't give me a bit until I sign that they get a job. I'm I'm, <laughs> un, said, I'm, I'm, un, I'm uncomfortable with that. There isn't any reason. Yeah. there isn't any reason for him to have to apply that kind of pressure to you, Margaret. Um, I tell you what, this is this is going to be a longer conversation than we can probably have on air. Uh, we apparently we've talked once before. I've referred someone to you that felt the job was a little bit too small. We'll visit. Let let you and I visit again, and uh, get a get. Let me get a better feel for what kind of work is needing to be done. You can mention to me that way privately who this contractor is. Is trying to con- sounds like apply unnecessary pressure. You've already. You've already been under the anxiety of a loss. Let's not go into a relationship that creates more anxiety. So, we'll, Margaret, I've, I've got your name. Jennifer will get your number, and I'll give you a ring after the show, and we'll finish this conversation so you can proceed at ease. That's, that's what we try and do is melt away the anxieties and the pressures of home ownership and home repair. All right? Let's see how we can help Hector in Santan Valley. Welcome to the program. Yes, sir. How you doing? Good. Okay, quick uh, couple questions. Um, HVAC. Um, 
I've had it, the house was built back in 07. I've had it change just the capacitor and the switch um, one time. But then since knowing they don't make things the way they used to, would it be a waste of time for me to start changing the squirrel cage, the motors on the in the attic and the outside portion of the HVAC system? Or should I bite the bullet and save up for a new system? And where would you recommend me buying something that will actually last a decent amount of time? <laughs> okay, well, you said it was in 07, so it's a 13-year-old unit. And is it giving you problems right now? Is that why you're looking at starting to replace stuff? Or you're just maybe trying to extend the life well, of it by replacing parts? Well, the replacing parts is because we had a certified one off, the, off your guys' site come out here and tell me that... Um, Obviously, the, the capacitor switch, they just get old in time and need to be changed out, he told us, so I did that. Yeah. But he did mention the motors in the attic and the squirrel cage in the attic are starting to go, um, you know, getting really old. And the motor of the fan on the outside unit would eventually need to be changed because those are going to go out within a certain amount of time. But also knowing they don't make things the way they used to, would it be a waste of time for me to just repair well, those pieces and exchange those or... You let me let me let me get a little more information, Hector. Uh, how how big is your home? Uh, twenty two hundred square feet. Okay, and it's it's one air conditioning system. Yes, yes, it is. So it's something in the neighborhood of a four ton plus. That I honestly have no clue. Okay. And do you know the brand of the existing unit? Yes, a Lennox. Okay, a Lennox O seven split system your sear rating on that unit is probably something in about the eight nine or ten range okay and the sear rating is a unit's ability to use electricity efficiently and the higher that number is the more efficient it is um, what temperature do you like to keep your home in the middle of the summer in the middle of santan valley 76 Okay. And do you keep it at that temperature continuously all day long or do you yeah. pre-cool? Okay, 76, 2,200 square feet. How many people live in the house? Three. Three. Do you have a swimming pool? No. Okay. So your midsummer bills are running something in the neighborhood of about 350 bucks. That's about right, actually. Yeah. Well, I know I'm good at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind yeah. of surprising. Now, now all I need is your American Express number. <laughs> no, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, credit card. Yeah. So, Hector, look, this unit is doing you a pretty good job, okay? You're probably consuming something in the neighborhood of 2,500 or 3,000 kW a month. You're paying about 12 to 13 cents a kW. You're doing okay. If the system needs three and four and five hundred dollar repair parts to keep it running optimally uh that's probably a pretty good investment because a linux unit 07 you, you you'll be able to get it several more years out of that unit but if, if you do bite the bullet and replace a four ton with a new unit you're going to be at about twice the sear rating you're going to be up at 15 or 16 uh you're going to see an immediate savings on your summer cooling bills of about 20 to 25 percent so on those 350 dollars maximums 
just the new air conditioner will cut that back down to about 315, 320. Now, is the home all electric or do you have natural gas? We have natural gas, but we don't have it hooked up. Okay, so you so your heat is by by the heat pump. It's not by a gas furnace. Correct. Okay, yeah. So replacing the unit, I would I would really, if I had natural gas, I'd be getting a quote for a gas furnace, new sixteen sear piece of equipment. Get that quote, and then you'll know. Uh, what you're what you're going to need to deal with in the future, and uh, I think I think you'd be you you'd be well served to have that quote in front of you, but at the point that you need a new squirrel cage or a new motor, uh, uh, it's in the attic, so they're going to pay you. You can charge they're going to charge you a little bit more for that than if it was in a closet. Uh, at the point any of those repair bills go north of five or six hundred bucks. I want to have that estimate for the new equipment in my left hand before I sign the work order in my right hand. Our topic this week is is organizing to uh, whether you're creating a school space or a work at home office, you know, clearing that clutter in a couple weeks we're going to go a little deeper into that if and go into actually building if we're going to seal off a room uh, you know what kind of, what do you need to know there where the light switch needs to be as you enter the door there's code regulations where you have to add the outlets if we're going to be extending the house and doing an addition you know maybe we've got a a window that's large enough that it can be repurposed as a door and it's already got a header, so you don't have to tear out a big portion. So we'll get into the, the heavy lifting side of that here in a couple weeks uh, as we're all changing. Well, not all, but many of us are changing our lifestyles and adapting to uh, new new ways that we've never used our home before. Absolutely. But we're also here for you, the Arizona homeowner at one 767-4348. That's one rosie for you, just like Brandon and Tempe. Welcome to the program. Hey, how's it going? Good. Hey, yeah, so I just had a question on our cooling bill this summer. Uh, so we live in a, we rent a 1,500-square-foot home, kind of an older home, maybe in the 80s. I believe the HVAC unit is maybe 10, 15 years old. Um, you know, we're, we're running at about 13 to $15 a day to get our, our house down to maybe 75 overnight if we're lucky. And I gotta believe there's something else that we can do here. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty brutal. Uh, on on a fifteen hundred square foot rental on a on a you know twenty year old air conditioning system, um, you're right. you're you're burning through what looks like to me, gosh, Was, north north of twenty two hundred twenty five hundred kws. I have to imagine the house isn't insulated very well. It's probably single pane windows. I don't know that you're going to be able to do much given it's a rental home. Are you SRP or APS? Yeah, so we're SRP and we're on like the Empower plan where you kind of prepay. I, you know, I heard you talking about the super cooling, so I, I talked to them about that, and you can't really get on the time of day usage and also be on the prepay plan. Right, right. And a rental home that maybe isn't insulated real well isn't a good candidate for supercooling because it doesn't have the capacity to hold 
the thermal energy. Um, I'm 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 afraid, Brandon. Other than um, that, in in a rental home, there just isn't a lot you can do. Um, you you can't put the investments into a energy audit. Um, uh, unless the landlord wants to. Well, unless but. the landlord wants to, but uh, the, their motivation would be very low. But boy, uh, pumping pumping $400 a day bills for a 1,500 square foot home, uh, $400 a month on a 1,500 square foot home, that's brutal. That That's that's mean. You, in, a, in a well-built 1,500 square foot home, you ought to be able to keep the temperature about 72 degrees for about half the money. And was it like this last it's summer? A, so we just moved in in February, but okay. I've lived in other rentals around the valley, you know, two-story homes that are 3,000 square foot, and the bill is about the same. Yeah. I didn't know if maybe there's like a mobile uh, swamp cooler or something like that. Maybe just bring that to whatever room I'm in, shut the AC off altogether. You know, there's portable air conditioning units. You don't want to mix evap cooling and air conditioning because that's going to make your air conditioning work even harder. It removes moisture from the air, whereas evap cooling introduces moisture to the air. So it you're you're, you're just going to make your air conditioning unit work even harder. But there are a couple. Uh, Frigidaire, I think, is one. Several um, manufacturer that comes to mind, and it's a uh, you've got to have an exhaust for it. So whatever room you're in, you've got to drill a hole and somehow exhaust it. Some of them come with kits where you crack your window open and it. A panel slips in there with an exit port, and you plug it in there, and it'll cool one room at a time. And, um, you know, th- those do exist, absolutely. And they'll, they'll run you between 350 and $500. You can install them yourself. You just plug them in and vent them. But they must be vented. Uh, that's a, a real health, health hazard to run it and not have it vented outside the house. Well, and it's hot air. So yeah, it's, exactly. <laughs> it'll exactly. heat up your home. <laughs> but that might be one option for you, Brandon, as far as maybe just keeping the master bedroom or the one key room you spend most of the time in. Um, we, we, have, we, we own several of them. And when we're uh, our, our computer room with the telephone mounting board and our server and all that, we've got one running in that room Virtually 24 hours a day, it keeps that room down at 70 degrees. They work real well. It'd be a lot, financially, it'd be a lot better investment than a mini split. Mini splits are good at cooling smaller areas. And but then, but you, that would be harder to take with you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I wish I had better news for you, Brandon. Good luck. But encourage it's, your landlord to get a home energy audit and... Uh, Invest a little bit in the the insulation integrity of the home.